This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. This is Knowledge at Wharton, and you're listening to Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Our final 30 of the day. We are with you each and every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific. And then our show replays in the evenings at 10 p.m. East, 7 p.m. out on the West Coast. All right, we're going to have a little fun here in the final half hour. As we mentioned to you the other day, uh, Amazon has uh, made their list, their final 20 of cities that uh, could potentially be hosting this HQ2, uh, this massive new headquarters that Amazon wants to put together uh, in a location outside uh, of the Seattle area. So we thought it'd be interesting to look at those 20 cities, break them down, see if there is one or another that has an advantage right now, but also ask you, our callers, our listeners, what makes your city the one that Amazon should in the end decide to go to? Give us a call now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You can uh, take your 30 seconds or so and pitch your city, 844-942-7866. Joining us to discuss these uh, final 20 cities, Jeffrey Shulman, who's an associate professor of marketing at the University of Washington. And also joining us is Tom Berkeley, who is an associate editor at uh, Reuters News, who covers the business sector and actually did a very interesting article on this the other day as well. Jeff, Tom, great to have you with us today. Thank you both. Pleasure to be here. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. So taking a look at the list of the top 20, Jeff, we'll start with you. Is there one city that, that stands out more than the other? Well, I have to say, before the, the top 20 was released, uh, I had my money on Chicago. Uh, Chicago's got a great, uh, it's got a transportation infrastructure. It's got room to grow uh, without uh, experiencing some of the growing pains that Seattle's experienced. Uh, got a lot of feeder universities like Northwestern, University of Chicago, plus it draws from the region with uh, Champaign-Urbana, um, Michigan, Indiana. So it's got a great group of technical talent and business talent uh, that can come from undergraduate and professional and advanced degrees. So my money would have been on Chicago before this top 20 is released. But now you've got three uh, different places around D.C. Yeah. So that raises the question, are those three going to collaborate on a, an a impressive regional solution? Uh, or are they going to compete? And if they're competing did Amazon choose the three of them so that they're fairly similar on a lot of, enough dimensions, and then they could just compete on economic incentives? Tom? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's very interesting to have those three. You've got the, uh, the Maryland suburbs, the Virginia suburbs, and then Washington, D.C. itself. Um, you know, I know, I know there is development area inside the district, but it does seem that seems to me a bit of a long shot to put uh, the entire thing within the district, given uh, the kind of space needed, the kind of uh, tax, or you know, the, uh, what what fifty thousand workers would add to the city. But you can piece those together and come up with something that might work for Amazon very well. And so I think the similar argument can be made for combining the merits of New York City and Newark. Um, you know, you have a clear attraction for um, uh, you know. There's a growing footprint of Amazon in New York City itself with marketing. Uh, Jeff Bezos spends time here. Newark has uh, much more space and uh, a lot of uh, potential tax incentives to be based there, and it's all linked by mass transit. So, um, you know, both of those areas do offer 
the ability for various jurisdictions to c come together. Uh, of course, that does put the onus on whether or not they really will come together and do something joint like that. All right. Again, listeners, uh, your chance to pitch your city, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. A couple people on the line. We'll get to them in just a second. Tom, I wanted to touch on your article because I, I found it interesting because w your article basically looked at the fact that this final list, it's really not as innovative as you thought it would be from a company like Amazon. When they first announced it, I mean, this is kind of an unprecedented thing. I mean, clearly, companies for, you know, ages have been going and trying to pit various uh, local authorities against each other for tax incentives to open up manufacturing plants, whether they're auto companies or what have they. But this was a, a you know, a big open, you know, online announcement, a massive public request for proposal, you know, pitting basically every locality in the U.S. for this great prize. And initially, it sounded like this was a chance to really um, think outside the box a little bit, as it were, and think about where Amazon could make the most impact. Clearly, it's going to get offers from, from all sorts of uh, cities and states to who, who want the business and are willing to write checks and give various uh, tax incentives to do this. But you can think about, you know, think about a, a, a city like Detroit, which is... Uh, you know, it's gone through terrible times, but you've yeah. got a ring of universities with a lot of technical talent around there. You've got great transportation links. You've got, you know, almost unlimited potential to uh, develop office space there. And there are a number of cities that kind of fall into that case. This is where Amazon can almost remake a major city in its own image. Um, and to some extent, you could say the same thing about Newark. But it, it, there are very few of the finalists really fit that uh, uh, you know, fit that kind of description. Um, you know, Amazon coming into Chicago, sure, that would give a big juice to the economy. But, you know, Chicago is going <laughs> to, Chicago's a big town. It'll do all right yeah. if Amazon says no. Uh, the rest of these, you know, Boston, New York, Washington, Atlanta, Denver, uh, Dallas, Austin, you know, they're all big um, tech hubs. They're all, you know, pretty thriving economies. All, um, so the, the, the idea that, Actually, most of them have operations by, you know, Google, Apple, um, you know, various other tech companies. So it's surprisingly conventional for a uh, the final list. Um, now, you know, Amazon's got to look after its own bottom line, and right. it, it, there's there's only so many cities that can probably meet the bill for 50,000 um, employee headquarters. But um, it does seem like the idea to do something really transformative for an actual location as opposed to doing the best for Amazon, uh, they, they've sort of decided not to do that. All right. We start uh, with our calls. And uh, again, you are welcome. If you live in one of those cities uh, that are in that final 20, pitch us your town. Give us 30, 45 seconds. Pitch us your town and tell us uh, why your city uh, really should be the one uh, that Amazon goes to. And if you would like, if your city put a bid in and they were snubbed and not put in this list, maybe tell us why maybe Amazon missed on this. 844-WHARTON is the number to give us a call. 844-942-7866. Uh, we're going to get a pitch from Dallas. Kim is on the line. Kim, go ahead. Hi, y'all. This is Kim in Dallas, and I'd like to say before I promote Dallas that really I think it probably should go to Detroit to benefit the nation more, but Dallas is a really great place to come. So 
I'm a local HR um, technology consultant, and I work with corporations across America, but I'm very plugged into the local job seeker um, service network locally. I do a lot of volunteer work. And so after the high-level political decisions are made about, you know, um, people are going to be getting into Amazon via the local job seeker networks and just the, 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 the associations. So I wanted to call in and talk to you all about that because what's happening in the DSW Metroplex with the support structure to get people into the right jobs is something that I don't see in a lot of large, um, a lot of large cities. We have significant and direct funding to small nonprofits that are working to prepare lower wage workers for more appropriate professional positions. Uh -huh. So Amazon will be able to tap into a lot of funding to take their low-wage workers and pull them up through the years. And I don't know how much that they would get okay. from other cities because they'd be working at a really high level. It's the actual nonprofits themselves. And even though it's going to be a headquarters, and so you're going to have a lot more corporate entities, I'm not sure the structure around the warehousing, but North, North Texas has the Alliance area. Within the last 10 years, they've made significant investment in that. Large warehouses are moving in. Right. It's right next to some very affluent areas that have a lot of land. And even though home prices are a little bit high around here, we're pretty stable economically. And it's, it's I really just, I think that this would be a great hub for them. It's in the middle of the United States. Um, even during the recession, prices didn't go way up. And, you know, the real estate's been pretty consistent. We've turned through three houses in the last. I don't know, nine years, ten years or so. Right. And we've got a consistent return. We've never had to pay inappropriate market value. So it's it's a good, stable economy. Okay. The, the educational institutions are solid, and also the career services department are very willing to work with corporations. That's 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 in a university, right? But the the the, the local job seeker networks is really what I wanted to highlight, and the fact that. A lot of the services are no longer geared solo only to low to the lowest income people. And the way that I even got plugged into the whole network 15, 20 years ago was as a professional job seeker, realizing that there's a lot out there to do and contribute to. So I just wanted to promote Dallas. Okay. <laughs> come to Dallas. Kim, thanks. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. All right, Jeff, I'll let you respond to, to some of the things that you said there. Well, I'll go back to kind of Tom's point uh, first in, in that uh, I'm not surprised that uh, Amazon has not chosen to remake a city and, and put its stamp on, a, on a, a smaller city, because if you look at what's happened in Seattle, when you bring 50,000 jobs, it's not just the Amazon jobs that come here. Uh, you see Google and Facebook and Apple expanding, uh, opening and expanding offices. They're, they're going to be hiring thousands of people here in Seattle. Uh, that's because they want to collaborate with Amazon or poach their talent that Amazon brings in. So there's thousands upon thousands of jobs. And with that, it's expensive to keep pace. Uh, so we, needed, we need more roads. We need more housing. We need more schools. We need more firefighters. We need more police. We need more um, space in our hospitals. So there is a lot of cost. Uh, here in Seattle, and, and yeah. some of the residents are experiencing some growing pains. And so, to put all of that on a city um, that you're going to, Amazon's going to want this city to pay the bill to make sure that their employees are are happy and thriving in the, in the city that they choose. And so, you're going to want to make sure the city can definitely afford to do it. Um, and so, that's why it's not a surprise to me that you're seeing some of these cities that that 
will that already have an existing tax base that they could tap into to start to to pay for the future that that comes with it. Um, with Dallas, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It would be quite a different uh, a different strategy. It seems there's. Uh, it's a very different city than than Seattle is in terms of Seattle's kind of compact and dense, and then from my understanding, Dallas is a little bit more sprawled. So um, it's hard to say whether they'd want to go very different than what they're experiencing here, or whether they would want to kind of keep it the same, where it's a, a dense, walkable, urban campus like they have here in Seattle. Thanks for the call, Kim. Greatly appreciate it. And again, if you live in one of the cities where Amazon is a finalist, uh, you're more than welcome to give us a call right now and pitch your city, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get your phone, send us a note on Twitter, and we can bring up uh, those uh, points that way, at bizradio111, B-I-Z, radio111, or my Twitter account, which is at danloney21. I I guess, Tom, one of the interesting finalist uh, to discuss, and and it it makes it a North American question and not necessarily a U.S. question, is Toronto. And a lot of people have already said, wouldn't it be ironic if Amazon went to Toronto in the fact that the the U.S. is going through this uh, this corporate tax cut right now? Uh, It would be. I mean, look, I think if you're talking about an investment of this size, it has to be on the list. I mean, first of all, it's one of the big metropolitan areas on the continent. Uh, it's got a fast-growing tech sector. I mean, this is a town where Alphabet, uh, Google's parent, is moving in to set up the first sort of, uh, they're going to do a development right on the uh, Lake Ontario, right in the center of the city. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, a, a sort of a prototype for a 21st century, fully wired, um, modern, built from the ground up uh, development. So, um, you know, they have a lot of the attributes that Amazon's looking for. So I'm not surprised they made the cut. Uh, going outside the U.S. would be, um, you know, whether whether it's intended or not, it would send some kind of a political signal. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that they really want to send that. But to put it on the finalist list, sure. Jeff? You know, politically, I think, uh, given all the the ways that Amazon's going to need the government to either help them or get out of the way uh, with, you know, them expanding into different regions, different uh, markets and becoming dangerously close to some of these uh, monopolies or uh, conglomerates that uh, the government might want to break up, I don't think you'd want to upset the United States government by moving out of the the country and then have to deal with um, what, what comes next. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think Jeff Bezos has enough on his plate with uh, Donald <laughs> Trump at the moment. I don't think he needs to provoke a, a new argument. Well, and, and that made me wonder, Tom, why uh, you know D.C. wouldn't be obviously one of the leading candidates in part uh, because of the fact that he also owns the Washington Post as well, and and he, so he does have a business interest there. He owns the Post. They've got plenty of distribution facilities around there. Uh, it is a natural. I guess the one big question that. Um, that looms over places like Washington and New York and especially in Boston is is, is sheer cost. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you, you mentioned all the, the potential costs that come onto a city that actually wins this bid, and that's true. But the cost of living in, in a lot of these cities is really high. So, um, you know, you wonder if that really gives an advantage to places that have a little more space um, and where, where housing costs are lower, you know, a place like, you know, Atlanta perhaps or um, – uh, you know, even Chicago has much, much lower housing costs. So I think to that extent, 
uh, cost will 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 be a, an argument in favor of of some of these cities. Does Jeff, in your uh, uh, mindset, when you're looking at at this list of twenty cities, uh, because you have the obviously the the, the complex out there, do, does the second one have to be an an East Coast or a at least an Eastern regional? Uh, location to to kind of balance it out. Um, it, it all depends. It seems that uh, sadly for a lot of people here in Seattle that uh, Amazon has maybe outgrown or feels that they've outgrown what they could do in our city. Um, and Seattle is a wonderful city. I encourage all your listeners to come check it out. Uh, and and so perhaps now they're trying to tap into a pool of people who the West Coast lifestyle and being on the West Coast is not for them. Uh, maybe their their family is on the East Coast. Uh, maybe their uh, business partners are on the East Coast. Uh, so there's a lot of advantages maybe to diversifying because Amazon needs the best and brightest talent to be innovative. And so if they're missing out on anybody uh, because they want to live East, this could give them a chance to, to tap into that talent pool there. Uh, let me, uh, Jeff, for a second, do a, a little pitch for, for my hometown where I'm sitting right now. And uh, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on Philadelphia. And, and obviously a lot of people have talked uh, on a variety of fronts on, on Philadelphia, uh, positively because of its location. You do have uh, the ability to have the land, but there, there are some drawbacks as well. And, and a lot of people have been concerned about the, the taxation level here in the city of Philadelphia. What are your thoughts about Philly? Philly's got some great things going for it. You've got uh, outstanding universities. You've got uh, cultural amenities like sports, theater, concerts. So you've got a lot to, uh, when somebody says, hey, come to Philadelphia, these are the ways that you can enjoy your life once you work at Amazon here. Uh, a lot going for it. Um, I think the inclusion of Indianapolis in this 20 list of 20, I think this means that Amazon's going to put some pri- more priority on economic incentives than I had originally thought. Um, because okay. I just can't see them going to Indianapolis, but I could see Indianapolis um, giving them the store, so to speak, and then Amazon taking those economic incentives and shopping that around to the other 19 um, huh. who are also interested. Well, it does seem like going a second round here, it wasn't clear they were going to do this. And this really does put the pressure on these folks to pony up. So it's a smart negotiating ploy. Uh, Whether the winning city is going to have buyers or Morris in the end, um, time will tell. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If you're in one of these cities, you're more than welcome to give us a call and tell us why your city probably should be the one that is picked. 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get to your phone, you can send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I guess, Jeff, from that perspective, from uh, looking at Indianapolis, uh, you'd be talking about the same to a degree with Columbus, Ohio, uh, as well, and and maybe to a degree, Raleigh, North Carolina. Although Raleigh is on that I forty corridor uh, in, in that territory as well. Yeah, so I I have to apologize, but my brother Darren lives in Columbus, and so I can only say wonderful things about why Amazon <laughs> should move there, uh, especially because he owns his home, and so uh, <laughs> right. wherever Amazon goes, the home values will go up. So I think Columbus would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and then rally, I think you, the difference there is you've got the, the really strong research triangle. Uh, you've got better weather than in Indianapolis. You've got uh, a few more cultural amenities between the, the three cities there in that, uh, in that research triangle. So I just think Raleigh has 
uh, a much better chance than Indianapolis. How, how much do you think? Uh, how much do you think commutability is to this uh, to this equation? I know it, it's a factor, but you know when you think about cities that are along the I ninety five corridor, not only do you have the ability to get places by car and by you know plane in, in fairly quick fashion, but you also do have the rails as well, Jeff. Yeah, so I think uh, go back to think about they need the best and brightest talent. So think okay. about what does everybody care about. They care about where they're going to live, so how much can they afford to buy a house. They care about how long they have to spend getting to work and how uncomfortable that is. Uh, and then you start going down the list, and there's some people have families, so they start caring about schools. Uh, some people w- um, will get sick or are sick, so they start worrying about hospitals and uh, emergency services. Uh, but so I think if you just put yourself in the frame of, I'm the, I'm the a hot shot, and I could work anywhere in the world, what do I need to want to go to your city? I mean, the big criteria specifically mentions mass transit. And you think about, you know, what's been the big wave of the past uh, 10, 20 years. It's been a return to the cities. It's been, you know, millennials who want to live and work and play in urban areas. So right. I think that's a that's a big factor. And that makes, you know, as, as attractive as Dallas can be for corporations in terms of the environment, low taxes and, and what have you, um, you know, Try riding your bike around Dallas in July. It's not good. <laughs> Doesn't sound too good. Well, um, you know, places like I. Uh, so I think that is a big factor. Los Angeles was on this list as well, Jeff, and I guess to a degree that surprised me from a little bit of the perspective that Tom just laid out in terms of getting around it. Uh, it's not exactly as easy uh, as some of the other cities on this list. Yeah, Los Angeles is a surprising to me as well. Uh, the only thing that, the only thing that makes me more positive about it uh, than maybe some others is again you 've got outstanding universities you also have other companies there that they could uh, you know interact with either as collaborators or as customers for some of their b two b services uh, major airports and man who doesn 't want to you know live a Hollywood lifestyle so that uh, <laughs> could attract some people and Amazon employees can afford to live uh, some of them could afford to live at the Los Angeles lifestyle uh, so that's that 's questionable. I know some people would be able to afford to live it, and I think affordability would be an issue for uh, a lot of those fifty thousand employees so well, you could yeah. also you could also to a degree uh, throw in a lot of positives about a city like Atlanta as well. When you think about the the real estate prices, uh, which are fairly reasonable, I mean, I know they've been going up a little bit the last few years, but it's pretty reasonable. It's obviously been considered, uh, Jeff, an up and coming city for uh, the last several years. You do have uh, uh, you know flying in and out of Hartsfield is not exactly at times the easiest thing in the world because of how busy it is, but it is a hub airport as well. Yeah, uh, Atlanta, again, the universities are there. Uh, I think it's still a little bit more sprawled. Uh, if you take Seattle as an example, and we, we just see the huge concentration of buildings uh, all in the Seattle central, uh, the downtown core of, of Seattle is where Amazon's buildings are, and, and you've got this nice little walkability, and you see the Amazon employees out on the streets for lunch and just kind of uh, being a part of the city. Um, so I think that's where kind of a disadvantage is uh, for Atlanta. But they did register a lobbyist in Georgia, from what I've read, and so uh, you can't count Atlanta out for sure. So, Tom, who are you putting your money on? Um, I, 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 at this stage, I'm not. I, 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 I do think it's. I, you know, I, I think it'll be East. I, I would be stunned if they went to uh, L.A. Um, 
you know, I'm, I, I'd almost see them going to Austin over Dallas if they went Texas. But I, I think somewhere in the East and um, somewhere, I think, in my triangle of uh, Chicago, New York, or Washington is probably more likely. Um, some of the others, um, you know, Atlanta's obviously, and they, they do have mass transit as well, but I'm, um, that, that kind of fits in there. Um, I'm not sure about a place like Raleigh. It's small, and I think as much of the politicians like it. If you ask the after person in Raleigh, do they want 50,000 Amazonians coming in there? Yeah. <laughs> They'd say no thanks. Jeff, uh, Jeff, where are you putting your money? And I ask you, what, what, is, the, what is the process that we're going to see? I mean, we're going to see another round, another cut down from 20 down to 10, or do we know at this point? So I'll put my money on something if it's not recorded. That way you can never tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, um, I, my original bet was Chicago. With this new list, I think you're going to see a regional solution out of the D.C. area. Um, and I think we might that, – that's my dark horse. I think you're going to see the D.C. area transformed if they come together with a collaborative solution. Um, the process that's going to unfold – you know – Amazon is both predictable and unpredictable. Uh, they're predictable in the sense that they're going to make a splash with what they do, and they're going to be innovative, and they're going to surprise us. And so uh, I can't say how this is going to unfold, but I think people are going to be watching not just from these 20 cities, but, but from around the world, because this is a unprecedented, as far as I know, and it's a big deal, and it's going to transform a city. Even a, even a big city like Chicago is going to feel some level of transformation. And, of course, Jeff, at some point, we now know that we're going to see a second Apple head quarters so yeah. we could be going through this process all again in a few years well not quite the same it's not it's not a headquarters it is yeah. uh, you know it's going to be start start to be customer service and right. who knows how much will grow but I, the, the one uh the one silver lining of this process there's going to be 237 losers and one winner but there's a way that all these folks can win and that they've forced local leaders to think across jurisdictions to think about uh their attractiveness they've got politicians working with both business leaders working with the, the local development agencies to to try to put together attractive bids of what it's going to get to to get a real stellar company to come in and hopefully that momentum doesn't die with this bid it works uh, it, it continues on yep. and attracts activity uh, from from other companies thanks but thanks to you both thank you jeff thank you tom all the best to you have a great weekend for more insight from knowledge at wharton please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu 